Hello, star babes, and welcome back to another episode of Starstruck Radio. My name is Rina Sengupta. I am your host for this podcast, the creator, the astrologer over at Starstruck Astrology, which is an urban Buddha community. Before we dive into this episode, do all of the good stuff. You know, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast if you're not already. Share it with a friend. Scroll down, leave a five-star review. Leave a little love note for me to see what you're really liking and enjoying about this show. And I'm just so appreciative for those actions because they really help this community to grow and for more people to get these resources. A few updates. I've mentioned it in the past few episodes, but I am hosting a relaunch of the Starstruck newsletter. It's going to go out once a month at the beginning of each sun season, and you're just going to get a full bag of goodies with this newsletter. You're going to get a key transit list for the season and all the dates that you need to make sure you have in your calendar. You're going to get a kind of vulnerable expose of my chart with these transits to show you how you can work with your own chart. You'll get a ritual recommendation that won't be anywhere else. It will only be in the newsletter for those who are really ready to embody the astrology, to, to live the lifestyle of these energies, as well as a mood board, a lookbook with all of the season necessities. You know that I'm going to put my favorite sweatsuit in for the Taurus season newsletter so that you can just be so comfy and cozy as we're going through all of the major Taurus transits, which includes some eclipses. It includes, what else? What are fun things coming up? Full moons, Pluto retrogrades. There's a lot happening in um, the season of Taurus. So make sure that you're subscribed to that newsletter so that you can get all of it in one clean, beautiful package and just feel so supported as you move through the season. We are also currently enrolling for the Mercury Retrograde Intensive. This is a program I created because there's just so much noise out there about Mercury retrogrades. And by noise, I really mean perpetrated victim mentality, which I want to unpack that term a little bit because I think the piece with victim mentality, sometimes I'm scared to use that word because the reality is there are points in our life where we are the victim of something. In the same way that like we go through this life and we are going to experience pain. If you're trying to go through life pain-free, if you're trying to go through life having zero experiences as a victim of something, it's just not going to work. However, what the spiritual path invites us to do and where the liberation really lies is knowing that there's a difference between pain and suffering. Suffering is the prolongation of our own pain. The victim-based mindset is the prolongation of a truly painful event. And with Mercury retrograde, yeah, there are mishaps that happen. There are some wildly frustrating things. I mean, like it's, it's not necessarily an easy time. However, the Mercury Retrograde Intensive is here to help you live through that pain 
as purely and fully and presently as you can in the moment so that it does not get prolonged into suffering, so that it does not get prolonged into a victim-based mindset of, oh, it's just mercury retrograde. Oh, of course, mercury retrograde, right? Or, oh, I'm not going to buy this couch because someone on the internet told me not to do anything during mercury retrograde, (laughs) right? We we don't want to put our lives on pause. We are meant to live We are meant to move and make mistakes. We are meant to have mishaps. There is wisdom in them. And in this Mercury Retrograde Intensive, we really dive into how to actually tap into that wisdom rather than getting caught up in the drama of it all. In the intensive, you get a mix of pre-recorded materials and workbooks that you can do on your own time at your own pace. And then we also have live calls to keep you connected and to really give you the support that you can't get on your own, right? Like there is a reason why I always host group programs because Being in community with other like-minded souls who are also ready to claim a more empowered experience and a deeper understanding of themselves and the inner workings of the universe at large around them, like there is something so powerful about being surrounded in that community and surrendering into that space. So the reason why I have a mix of materials in the program of the pre-recorded workbooks and workshops, but then also the live calls is because both are so, so, so important for your transformation. The reason why I host programs at all with Starstruck is because the stars are here to help us evolve. And these are dedicated containers for you to put more energy into the process of your evolution. So if you are ready to deepen your knowledge of astrology, expand your understanding of your own chart and your own self, if you're ready to connect with like-minded souls, if you're ready to release the victim-based mindset of Mercury retrograde and the blaming of the stars and instead have an empowered experience where you know where the opportunity is and in every single transit, even a retrograde, then DM me on Instagram, the word retrograde. Instagram, it's at starstruck two underscores astrology. DM me the word retrograde and I'll give you all the details about the upcoming program. We start on the 21st. That is when you will get access to all of the materials. That is the first day that Mercury Retrograde begins. So you have until the 21st, that is Friday of this week that this episode is coming out to DM me the word retrograde and get all the details for enrollment. It is such a magical time and I can't wait to have you. And If finances are the thing that are blocking you from even reaching out, I want to let you know I intentionally price this program lower and I give you a monthly payment plan if you need to space it out because I want people to have their hands on this material. I want it to be accessible. The price of the program is $140 for three live calls that include group coaching, Reiki, breathwork, astrology breakdowns, and Q&As. 
an astrology ebook that breaks down how the chart even functions that you'll get to keep forever, as well as workbooks to help you gain more wisdom on your own chart that you'll be able to carry with you for your lifetime. Like once you know these sides of you, there you're always going to know these sides of you and it just deepens your experience of self. So you can either pay in full at $140 or you can do two monthly payments of $70. If you are ready to join, if you want to hear more, again, just DM me the word retrograde on starstruck, two underscores astrology, and we'll chat and join you into the party. Okay, with that, let's dive into what the hell happened last week. Last week was... Compared to what we've experienced in, say, March of this year, and then also what we are about to experience with eclipse season coming up, last week was like, quote unquote, quiet. But if you remember a few weeks ago, it's almost like in the quiet weeks, we let everything land and integrate and it finally kind of hits us. And that definitely was my experience in this last week. So I'll start first. Last week, the the biggest, most major transit that happened was Venus entering Gemini. Venus entering Gemini is super fun. And it's kind of like, so from August to March, we had Mars retrograde in Gemini, which was pretty intense. Mars retrograde is our most rare retrograde. Mars is the planet of forward movement. So when it's going backwards, it's highly uncomfortable. And so we've learned a lot of deep, deep, deep lessons in Gemini and in debate, in duality, in the comfort within chaos, in uh, being able to find the humor, in intellectual thinking, in our social networks, right? These are all Gemini themes. And as Mars retrograded through them, we had to really assess our relationship to those things as we held our ambitions and as we took action. As we collaborated, the universe was like, hey, you need to align these things, Earth, people, humans, collective, you all need to align these things so you can actually move forward taking action together. And it was definitely not an easy series of lessons. And based off of whatever your rising sign is, that Mars retrograde was in a very specific part of your chart. I'll share, for example, that Mars retrograde was in my eighth house of vulnerability, shared meaningful moments, intimacy, transformation, death and rebirth. Whew, right? So like there there's wherever that Mars was retrograding in Gemini in your chart, you learned an extra set of lessons based off of the house it was in. So that ended just about a month ago. Well, Mars went direct earlier. I think it was in January. But Mars was still in Gemini until recently. And now we have Venus moving through Gemini and Venus is kind of like 
this nice glaze that goes over it. The visual I'm getting is like you you make pottery and, and then you paint it, but it's not until you put like the glaze on it that it really gets finished. And Venus moving through Gemini is like just painting this beautiful finish over it, smoothing it out and reconnecting us really to this larger sense of abundance, beauty, and love that is available there within Gemini and whatever house that Gemini rules for you. So with Venus entering Gemini last week, it's themes of social butterflyness. It's themes of abundance within your network. It is playful and spontaneous conversations. It is feeling feeling rich through your connections and feeling wealthy in, in intellectual yet uplifting conversations. It's a very fun time. And I'll add to, it's personally my Venus return. So I'm I'm especially enjoying this transit. But that that started last week. So last week you might have gotten a blast of like I'm ready to expand my network or I'm ready to actually have this conversation in a new way or I'm ready to um fundraise or reach out and just really see like how can people help me? How can I help others? I was on a client call with one of my one-to-one lifestyle design clients over at Urban Buddha, and she had been spontaneously gifted a large chunk of change. And her first impulse was to reach out to the people in her life who she knew were struggling and say, hey, (laughs) do you need some money? And that is just so Venus and Gemini. That is that is so Venus and Gemini. So we got that kick last week. I'll say personally for me, I'm still observing it. I'm 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 as we do on this podcast, we'll check in with how Venus is moving and experienced in Gemini in the weeks to come. I'll say for me personally, it's my Venus return. So when you go through a Venus return, you kind of are being asked to clear any blocks to love, beauty, abundance. And so I'm kind of in that phase right now of like really seeing the blocks, seeing how I'm blocking myself from my next level of love and beauty and abundance in my life. Um, So while I do see the themes of spontaneity and lightheartedness and playfulness and social connections, um, that's kind of, for me personally, secondary to to seeing where I'm blocking my own self and where over you know these next few weeks while Venus is in Gemini, where I'm responsible for clearing in collaboration with the universe. Okay, also what happened last week was Mercury in its shadow period. I would say of all of the transits, this is the one I'm feeling the most right now. So Mercury is in its shadow period in Taurus. And what the pre-shadow period is, is that Let's say, and you know what? I'll get you the degrees. So let's say that Taurus or Mercury, sorry, is going to retrograde in Taurus. And every zodiac sign has 30 degrees that constitute the sign. So there's Taurus, 
one degree, Taurus, two degree, Taurus, three degree. Each degree actually has a specific meaning. Those are called Sabian symbols. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) So Mercury is moving through Taurus, one, two, three, four, five degrees, and then it hits six degrees. That is when the pre-shadow period begins. And the pre-shadow period, which will last until April 21st, goes until Mercury hits 16 degrees Taurus. At 16 degrees Taurus, more like 15 and a half, but whatever, (laughs) Mercury will begin moving backwards through the degrees. So it goes down to 15, 14, 13, 12. This is when Mercury is retrograding. As Mercury is retrograding, it goes all the way down to 6 degrees Taurus. At 6 degrees Taurus, that is when it goes direct again. And so that's why the pre-shadow period starts at 6 degrees, because Mercury will retrograde all the way back to 6 degrees, and at 6 degrees is when it will turn around and go direct. So we are currently in the pre-shadow period from 6 degrees Taurus to 15, 16 degrees Taurus, April 7th through April 21st. And during this pre-shadow period, we are advised to be cautionary because whatever we're living, whatever we experience from 6 degrees Taurus to 16 degrees Taurus, we're going to have to go back and live again. We're going to have to retrograde those degrees. We're going to have to retrograde those life experiences, the way we see them, the way we process them, the way we communicate through them. So whatever's happening in your life right now from April 7th to April 21st, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt because there are things that you're missing. There are things that you're not seeing about it. And when we come back into the retrograde, you're going to see the things you didn't see before. And that whole process gets a lot easier when you know right now that you're not seeing the whole picture, that you're letting your ego kind of dial down. You don't know it all right now. (laughs) So when you retrograde back, it's not going to be as um, uh, overwhelming or flustering because you already knew you didn't know it all. In a similar vein, during this time, pay close attention because you are getting signs. You are getting glimpses of the things you're going to have to come back and relearn. For example, I later today am flying for my friend's bachelorette party in Miami and I'm flying into Fort Lauderdale and my flight was almost canceled and it was really this divine practice of trust. I I trust it's going to work out. I I trust it's going to, and really finding that stability within myself, right? That's a Taurus theme. And so that's kind of giving me insight of like, oh, during this retrograde, I'm really going to be asked to cultivate more trust. And whatever mishaps happen, I'm going to need to stand strong and stable in them with the trust that comes from within my own self. Okay, this is the type of work we do inside the Mercury Retrograde Intensive. Not only do we do that practice that I just kind of shared with you of like scanning, 
looking with a mindful eye and then analyzing, you know, what tests are going to come your way so that you can evolve. But we look at what the Sabian symbols represent because the fact that Mercury is retrograding at those symbols is significant. We look at where in your chart this is retrograding and what that means for your life. And then from there, once you have that laid out in front of you, now what? <laughs> That's when we do the coaching. Okay, what do I do about this? Okay, how, how do I grow through this? So this is exactly the work we do in the Mercury Retrograde Intensive. If you are ready to do this work, if you want to join this program and never experience a Mercury Retrograde the same way again, DM me the word retrograde on Instagram and I will get you all the details to sign up. Any questions you have, I can answer them over there. It's truly, truly so magical. Okay, Um, in terms of Mercury Shadow, Really what I felt last week was like, so Taurus represents this balance of work and rest. It's represented by the cow. A lot of times people say Taurus is represented by the bull. The bull is a male cow. But we can we can release the fixation on masculinity, let go of the image of the bull and just see the cow. When you imagine cows, of course they are essential for the functioning of a farm. But they also chill. <laughs> they are straight chilling, grazing on their grass. So when Mercury goes retrograde in Taurus, we are being asked to look at where are we in this overdrive? Maybe from a void of self-worth. Maybe from a misalignment of true values. And to be honest, last week was like a total blur for me and a great way. I mean, I take clients on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were all booked with back-to-back-to-back clients. And it was amazing. I was having such breakthrough conversations and just spending time with truly the people I, I love the most. But I was just holding on by a thread of of the other work functions in my business that need to get done. It truly was just showing up and being present. And that was all my work was requiring of me. And then, you know, when I would get off the calls, maybe in the morning, I'd be like, okay, I'll work from 5 to 7 p.m. and like write the newsletter or like do all these other behind the scene things. And I just, I was, I was exhausted and I also had no interest in going into overdrive, zero interest in going into overdrive. And I think that's a huge lesson that I am being asked to learn is, can presence be enough? Can the work that channels through your sheer presence just be enough? And that's definitely, definitely a deep lesson I'm going to be tested on because it's, I can feel it in my body, surely not integrated. (laughs) The other point I want to touch on in the transits from last week is Mars and Cancer. So while Mars did not enter Cancer last week, I'm really feeling the effects of it. And I wonder if you are too. Because Mars 
in cancer does not get a lot of encouragement to push an overdrive, to push beyond its means. Whereas in in 2023 so far, we have had Mars in Gemini. And Mars in Gemini is really excitable. And just through a conversation alone, you can be like, ah, I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) And we've been used to that energy because Mars has been in Gemini for so long. And I've really noticed the shift this week of Mars being in Cancer. Like that first week of Mars in Cancer. So Mars entered Cancer March 25th. So the first week or two of Mars in Cancer was like, ah, this is so nice. Let me nurture. And this past week with Mars and Cancer, I personally, and I wonder if you have too, have hit this wall of like, oh, I feel where I have not nurtured myself and I'm now reaching not the repercussions of it, but kind of, of like, I can't take three more steps forward until I actually eat, rest, get a hug, <laughs> get nurtured. And it's this harder lesson of you can't just overdrive all the time. You have to be just as responsible for the ways that you are nurturing yourself. And I think this ties in really nicely with Mercury and its shadow period in Taurus. So this last week was like, it was very busy, very, um, my schedule was very accounted for. But through all of that, I was like, oh, whoa, I just need a nap. I need rest. I need nourishment. And so really allowing myself to take that. And as we prepare for this week and the beginning of the eclipses, it's an extra emphasis on the rest, on the nurturing Because the rest and the nurturing are essential to get through the karmic energy of eclipses. Okay, moving into next week. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we're already entering eclipse season. And this eclipse season feels very auspicious. Because for the first time, we have an eclipse in Aries. And now the nodes have not fully shifted yet. So we have a new moon solar eclipse in Aries, but then the full moon lunar eclipse is in Taurus. And normally when we have eclipses, they are in opposite signs. So you all might remember it for the last year and a half, we have been having eclipses between Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus and Scorpio, Scorpio, Taurus, Taurus, Scorpio, Scorpio, Taurus. That's how the eclipses have been moving. And we are shifting over for the eclipses to be in Aries, Libra, Libra, Aries, Aries, Libra, Libra, Aries. However, as we transition, as the nodes move in the sky, this eclipse season, we have an eclipse in Aries, but then instead of the direct opposite side sign, we have one in Taurus. Am I getting that right? It might be Scorpio. Scorpio. 
Scorpio, Scorpio, Scorpio. My bad. So, so this eclipse season, we have the new moon, solar eclipse in Aries. And then later on in May, we have the full moon, lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So this is a very unique period because we are closing out this karmic chapter that we have been in since November 2021. And we are entering this new chapter of Aries. And I, I feel such anticipation for this Aries eclipse. I think personally, the Taurus Scorpio eclipse season was especially intense for me because it was between my rising sign Scorpio and then also my sun sign Taurus, which is my descendant. So there were a lot of fundamental things that changed about my life, my partnerships, my identity, the way I approach the world, the way I interact, a lot of amazing karma that I've moved through, but it's definitely been very intense. And like, I am excited for the nodes to shift into Aries and Libra and just having this first eclipse in Aries, I'm, I'm almost giddy. I'm very giddy. So getting into what it means, it, it will be happening. I have not said this yet. The eclipse this week will be happening on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, or technically, if you're on Eastern time zone, Thursday morning at 12, 12 a.m. But if you want to really dedicatedly surrender into the eclipse, I would recommend doing so on Wednesday night because that's when the eclipse will be peaking. Repeating ones and twos are also my lucky number. So the fact that this eclipse is happening at 12, 12 a.m. Eastern just um, is some sort of confirmation that I'm getting. During an eclipse, it is about karmic release. It's almost like timeline, not jumping, but like collapsing. And it's when the universe gets to really, and our lives in the universe, get to really reorient themselves based off of the karma we have successfully moved through. So with the solar eclipse in Aries, it's interesting because we are being shown the karma that we hold in Aries for the first time. So during any eclipse season, it's not about manifesting. It's not about willpowering your way through because there is something so much larger happening and the universe will take your manifestation, your little attempt to control your reality and just like cookie monster smash it to the face. <laughs> so during this new moon solar eclipse, eclipses are always a time to surrender, but this time especially surrender because we are meeting the karmic energy we hold in Aries for the first time. Specifically, the north node will be in Aries, so it is what we are meant to lean into. What is next on our karmic path? We are Where we are meant to, to go next. And of course, you can look at where Aries rules in your chart to get a better understanding. For example, Aries rules my sixth house, which has my Saturn and my Mars. 
and the sixth house represents health, wellness, personal development, organization, and systematization. It's kind of, it's the routines of life. So I can infer that I will likely be asked to connect with my physical body, my health. I will be asked to see any karma I hold in kind of the day-to-day life and the way I organize myself, the way I systematize myself. Yeah. Okay. So that's the North Node in Aries. The South Node is still in Scorpio, which is why on May 5th, we will have the Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse. The South Node is what we need to release the karma we need to clear. So for me, Scorpio rules my first house. It's a prompt of what identity can I keep clearing? What way of seeing the world can I keep clearing? And you can you can start to figure that out based off of what how Scorpio rules for you, but overarching themes of Scorpio. What vendettas can I release? What concept that I have to manipulate and control can I let go of? What mysticism or taboo, what taboo of the mysticism can I let go of? What um, edginess to protect vulnerability can I melt? Okay, these are themes of Scorpio. But we are not there yet. This, This week we are still in the Aries energy, the eclipse energy of Aries. So let yourself just surrender, observe, meet the karma that has been living there, that it is now time to step into. And especially with Aries, it's the karma of of how you take action, the karma of your ego, the karma of your identity. This is definitely kind of like an alter ego season. The next two years, while the North Node will be in Aries, Okay. So that's the eclipse. I I hope I was clear with that. It, it's, to be honest, kind of hard for me to speak on because it just feels so energetically charged and yet so new. Um, but I really do feel amazing energy around it. And especially because we've been asked to move through a lot with Aries, with Jupiter and Chiron having been in Aries. And with just so much energy there. We, we've we already done a lot of this healing. And so I get the sense that as we enter this North Node in Aries, it's going to be very empowering for the work that we have been doing on our self-concept, on our identity, on our ego. And with the North Node being conjunct Chiron, we are all stepping into healing. The world needs healing. The world needs so much healing. It is more evident than ever. And, you know, in these next two years, while the North Node is in Aries, we are going to step into ourselves as the healers. And and not necessarily because the North Node is in Aries. I want to clarify that. It's because the North Node will be conjunct Chiron. Okay. Also happening this week, that eclipse is definitely like the main star of the week. (laughs) Give yourself a lot of time to surrender, drink lots of water, rest 
with it being an Aries, it's a fire sign. You might want to kick up and do a lot. You might get aggravated and just as much as you can, just surrender, observe, stay one degree removed and know that you are not your emotions. Your, your emotions are not your identity. Also happening this week on Thursday, so right after the eclipse, even a few hours after the eclipse, the sun enters Taurus. So this is actually, I think, going to be very grounding because the eclipse is going to kick up a lot of new stuff. And then Taurus will be very grounding. It's going to encourage us to rest, to light the candles, to read, to to cozy up and just let yourself embrace that. Um, I'm also getting the ping. Taurus is about physical, physical possessions, assets, money, and really using this Taurus season to, to check in with your money, to, to sit with it. If you are in the habit of not looking at your money at all, just look at your money. Like it, this is the ping I'm getting is it doesn't need to be anything crazy. You don't need to get caught up in the manifestation of it all, especially with it being eclipse season. But just literally sit with your money. Pull up your bank account and sit with it. Just sit with it. And there is so much power and transformation even just in that. The last thing that is happening this week is Mercury going retrograde on Friday. What a week. What a week. Eclipses and Mercury retrogrades. For this week, I think a past version of me would look at this week and be like, oh no. But I don't know. I'm just getting this like calm, eerie feeling about it. And I wonder if you are too. I wonder if it's the nodes switching and um, just tuning into this new karmic energy we're tapping into. I wonder if it's maybe um, just this new approach that I've been practicing with Mercury retrograde and that I'm actually not worried about it at all. I'm quite excited for it, actually. Maybe it's because it's happening during Taurus season. Taurus is my sun sign. I don't know if this is personal to me or if all of you are feeling this too, but it's just like, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, wow, that's a lot, but I actually feel very capable. And I actually feel very ready to surrender and to see what happens. So Mercury's going retrograde on Friday. Again, of course, I'm hosting the Mercury Retrograde Intensive in which we dive into the deeper meaning of Mercury Retrograde. We rewire your experience from victim to empowered surrender. We look at where it's moving in your chart and and help you to evolve that part of your life and understand that part of you. We meet in community. We connect. We coach. We breathe. We move energy. It is an amazing container for $140 payable in full or in two monthly payments of 70 bucks. And that happens on Friday. So on Friday, just giving yourself grace with any technical snafus or anything along those lines with Mercury retrograde happening in Taurus. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a super like tech heavy Mercury retrograde. Like, you know, those Mercury retrogrades where it's just like the, the none of the tech is working. It's not necessarily going to be one of those, but it is going to be one where like, a foundational piece isn't working 
For example, I went to get my oil changed the other day and their computers were down. And so it was taking like quadruple the time because they had to go back and do everything by hand. And it was funny to observe it as an astrologer. And of course, I'm not going to like say to my oil change guy, like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde in its shadow period. I mean, I live in LA, so I guess I could have, but <laughs> but yeah, this Mercury retrograde, it's very much going to be a focus and a call back to the foundational pieces, which might include some tech, right? Like at Valvoline, <laughs> it meant their computers were down because that is a key piece of their functioning. Um, but, but knowing when that Mercury retrograde hits on Friday, if there's anything that, that happens, it is a call for you to come back and review, reflect on the foundation there. So that is what's happening this week. Oh man, beautiful energy moving. And since the eclipses are happening at the same time as this Mercury retrograde, we're definitely going to incorporate them in the Mercury retrograde intensive. I was considering breaking it out and running two programs at the same time um, because I want to start doing eclipse emergency packs. <laughs> um, but I think I I was not grounded enough to do that this time. So we're just going to mix in some of the eclipse information into the Mercury retrograde intensive because we can't deny that they're happening at the same time. They're definitely painting. They're both adding to the same picture. They're both um, challenging us in our evolution. So if you are called to dive into either of those, if you want support in either of those, again, DM me the word retrograde and we'll get you all set up and enrolled and in this magical community of actually taking your astrology deeper, actually engaging with your astrology consciously for your own epiphanies and evolution rather than just reading and letting that thing you read or thing you heard, even this podcast, it's when you join the programs, it's going from like, okay, I read this or I heard this. And so that's the story. That's what's happening to me. And when you enter the programs, it's okay. No, like that's just the foundational awareness, but I get to decide how this energy gets moved. I get to decide what I make of this. I get to decide how much evolution I am willing to harness. I'm willing to squeeze out of this lemon. And especially, you know, the things that are happening in our lives, the things that feel hard, the things that feel confusing, they are being guided by the stars. And so if you are in an especially meaningful or confusing or curious time, it's likely because of one of these transits. And so pausing and looking at the themes of Taurus, the themes of Aries, the themes of Scorpio, pausing and looking at where that is in your chart. And then, you know, if you're like, wow, yeah, that's spot on. Taking that as a sign and leaning into it more, understanding that piece of you more is so essential if you actually want to use astrology as a transformational tool rather than just something that something that writes the story for you you know oh man okay we did it 
we recorded this episode. I'll be honest, when I I was I was nervous about getting this episode out in time because like I said, I'm traveling to Miami this weekend. This week has been so busy and and whew, I was just wondering how I was gonna do it all. But as always, I, I love recording these episodes. I hope this episode served you. If it did, go ahead and leave a five-star review and you know more than that just connect like send me a message tell me what resonated tell me what questions it stirred up for you what new awareness it stirred up for you and i can't wait to hear it all right my loves i will see you next week